Hello and welcome to the Happy Healthy Strong Podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to helping you live a happier, healthier, and stronger life. Building a life that you love starts with you owning your health and intentionally creating the best version of yourself. So if you're looking to better understand how proper nutrition, daily movement, mindset work, and strength training can help you create a life full of happiness and health, then you are in the right place. I generally hope that the tips, tricks, and information that we share will be the catalyst for change. I'm your host, Adam Lane. It's time to dive in. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Happy Healthy Strong Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Lane, with me today from beautiful, sunny, central California, Mr. Chris White. Only Mr. Chris White for a short period of time before he comes, becomes Dr. White, and you have to use the DR all the time. Amen. Chris, how are you? Adam, good. Great morning, great afternoon, great evening, wherever you're at. There we go. Thanks for joining us, bud. I know you're a busy guy. We fought some technology, but we overcame it. And here we are. We're nailing it. We're nailing it now. We're rolling, cooking with grease, as they say in the South. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, Chris, let's let's get into this. For the for the tens of people that listen to this show who might not know who you are and why you're such a big deal, educate our people on who is Chris White and why you're such a big deal. Well, ladies and gentlemen, all ten of you, the tens of tens of you, most recently been uh, at LSU as a strength and conditioning coach. Uh, left doing consulting work uh, as a customer success manager with Connexon Sports. Um, so working with performance technology, performance wearables, uh, working with their strength staff, um, with both our collegiate and professional partners, uh, but also uh, the passion project and uh, everything else is working with first responders. Um, that's probably the biggest thing that I do now. There we go. Well, let's here. Let's let's dive into that because because you and I got connected through Sparta Science. We utilize Sparta Horseplay Tech in which to keep our local fire departments happy, healthy, strong. Loves Park Fire Department, North Park Fire Department. Um, you know, and then a, then a handful of, of Rockford PD guys or Rockford um, uh, Fire Department guys. Um, you r- utilize it in a slightly different manner. Um, how? Tell, tell us about Code 8 training and how and what you guys do and, and how you guys utilize Sparta Science. Yeah, well, with Code 8 training, we want to make sure our first responders get home safe. That is the, the number one goal is to get them home safe, um, especially after they've been sworn in. And then even prior to it is get them to be sworn in safely, uh, considering their yeah. academy demands and, and those types of things. So the three pillars of Code 8 are, are training, sleep. And recovery there. So uh, the nutrition piece is huge for us. I think uh, with those three things, you're going to get 99.9% of uh, everything that you need to be healthy and operate optimally. So uh, of course, with my background, I focus on the training portion where I have nutritionists on staff uh, to help with the nutrition. And then I partner with um, Sleep Me to help with the the sleep intervention. Okay. That's fantastic because we, and yeah, I mean, and we were talking before we hit record here. I, I parallel, like if, if you're a regular non first responder listening to this podcast, I think there's a ton of overlap between the regular adult and the, you know, the, the first responder in the way the, the stressors are different, the, you know, and I'm not saying it's easy or anything like that. I'm not comparing, you know, but, but you know, 
Sally, who's working the desk job and has kids and husband and things going on and Christmas is coming up and da, 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 like there's a lot of plates spinning and sh- can mess up your sleep, can mess up your recovery, can mess up your nutrition, can mess up your training in a similar way. Not exactly the same. I'm not dumbing anything down here. In a similar way as, you know, a first responder who, you know, got very little sleep the night before because they had, you know, 24 calls in 24 hours and, you know, they're they're on the shift thing and then all of a sudden they get a bunch of sleep and then they get no sleep and then they're trying to work out. Um, but, you know, that, that goes here or there, but then the nutrition thing is up and then the nutrition thing is down and it's just, it's it's hard. You You bring all this together. Let, let, let's go pillar by pillar, if, if, if you don't mind. And I wouldn't mind. Well, I, here, what pillar do you want to start with? Let, let's let's break these pillars down a little let's bit. Let's go the bread and what's butter. Your, what's let's your favorite training. pillar? Let's train. Training recommendations for first responders who are doing all the things. They're picking up stuff. They're putting stuff down. It's nice to deadlift with a nice, perfect flat back and da da da. But then when you get in a situation, you're 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 trying to you know pick somebody up and drag them out of burning building or something of the sort. Like you're not able to hit perfect position and you might put yourself in a suboptimal position we don't want to get hurt on the job we want to do our job to to get people to safety how do you train how do you structure training for first responders well with my athletes be whether it's been professional whether it's been collegiate athletes what i've told them and what i can truly believe is that there's no difference between athletes and civilians first responders the athletes just typically will produce more force more often and more of it. So their uh, tendency to experience bigger injuries in instances or instantaneously is happens more frequently. Whereas civilians, it just happens over time and it's just not a one-time occurrence. It's what they do all the time. So how I train is via is movement and movement attributes, uh, which is very much in line with um, Sparta and the technique and the idea of load, explode, and drive is that movement signature. Now, the good Dr. Phil and I have known each other for quite some time uh, back in the day before there was a Sparta. So he's part of the foundation of uh, just my thought process and things like that. So we definitely get some credit for that for sure. and he's been nothing but helpful. I know he's been on talking with you several several times. You guys are partners with Sparta. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I believe that the same way. So identifying the proper movement pattern for each person. And then because Sparta gives you that quick ability to assess, um, making the results visible almost instantly and then actionable, uh, where we can we basically have the ability to do that now uh, with first responders, whether it be in the Academy or after they're sworn in. Very cool. So here, let's break this down for people. If they don't quite know, you know, the, the Sparta thing and, and, and how it works and whatnot. If, if you, you get an athlete to, to scan out on the plate, we, we, we talked earlier before we hit record. Um, oh gosh. What'd you say? Easy and actionable. Is that what you, was That's that right. your term? That's right. Easy there? and actionable. There we go. So what if, if you first responder, you scan, what, what do you do with said training? Well, we take those movement attributes and say, here's where you're good at. And likely we're provided with some context of knowing what they do all the time. 
For example, walking is the easiest one. Or for example, if you're a police officer, you're in a squad car majority of the day. So we know, given that context, what they typically do all day. And then we know what happens when they get a call. They've got to be fierce alphas, lions when that happens. So sitting in a car all day is not the best solution to being a lion uh, over the years. Um, So given that context, we know that here's your typical movement patterns. Here's what you're doing every day. Here's a list of things. And we put them together in a nice little package and provide them with this program via an app um, that they can do anywhere. Now, knowing that they're tired, they, like you mentioned earlier, have not slept very much and probably for multiple days in a row, probably have not been good to themselves nutritionally. Like most people, like most athletes, they grab what's available if they're not prepared, Um, which is most likely a gas station meal. Um, no, not necessarily any fault of their own, but it's human tendency, I believe, uh, whatever's easiest and available. So we try to take that concept into the training, whatever's easiest and available will, will now be uh, edible. They can eat it and digest it. So that means they can't get to a gym all the time, but because the Asparta assessment allows it to oversimplify it on some levels, but that's our job as practitioners uh, to then Mm -hmm. impart it on them is we can still target their biggest weaknesses or needs, regardless if they have a gym or not, as well as within the context of their job. And so it allows it to be like, once again, more digestible and allow them to choose more often not to do it rather than to not do it. Yeah. So, don't let me misspeak here. So t- two things I want to suck out of that because I, I think is really, really good. One is you're ad- identifying weaknesses, which through what I've seen with, you know, having a gym for 12 plus years um, <laughs> and then, you know, really, really coaching for the last 20 some uh, people don't like to work on their weaknesses. They want to work on the stuff that they're really good at. Hey, I'm really good at deadlifting. I want to deadlift all the time or no, what it's, it's leg day today. Great. I'm excited to bench press. Um, you know, and, and they, again, they, they go with their, their strengths. They, they don't identify these weaknesses and then the strengths get stronger and the weaknesses get, get weaker and, and you, you get imbalanced and that's, that's where the Sparta science piece pops up. Um, but I, I think you and I both know through using Sparta, we're able to identify those weaknesses that can turn into massive chasms if, if you're not careful. And I'd be able to, to, to really try to grab the low hanging fruit there, fix the low hanging fruit. And you could do it in a very, very simple way. Like you don't necessarily need, you know, an hour and a half of lifting seven days a week to, you know, to, to identify and, and, and fix these weaknesses. You, you could do it in, in a very easy manner and that's what we do as practitioners make this you know simple as as, as we can for people because i think they can get, they can make it super complicated did i say anything wrong there that all that all that track tracking in line you nailed it nailing this this is too easy it's like we both use the same stuff it's so 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 simple um so so the tr- the the training piece do you ever get pushed back le- that it's not complicated enough that there's not enough moving pieces like did a, do people appreciate the simplicity because i think that's the thing i love with sparta high tech high level 
force plate technology used in, in military, professional sports, collegiate sports. We're using it on the private sector. You're using it in the private sector. Um, physical therapy, there, there's some good data. But to, to make change on our end, it's, it's simple programming. It's squatting and deadlifting and, and, and pushing and pulling. And, and it's different depending on where you're good and where you're weak. It can be very, very simple. Anybody ever get bothered with the simplicity of, of the training? Bothered? I don't know if that's the word. We know that in its essence, it doesn't matter how simple, it does not matter how complex the program is. It could be the most scientifically put together using kinematics and kinetics, um, being able to see movement as well as the amount of force being put in. But if they don't do it, it's not the best program. So what this allows us to do is, once again, provides us a look into a movement bucket that they need, but also realizing that they got to like what they're doing. They've got to perceive that this is helping them, even though there's going to be a small change to what they're used to. So we have... Through trial and error, like most things, we have found different ways of structurally programming those things so that they perceive that they got a lot of work in while without burying them, that which is the feeling they're used to. So, yes, many times. Too easy. I didn't go home dripping, dripping sweat. I didn't go home barely walking. I didn't go home feeling worse than I'm supposed to. I will say this, strength coaches, we are the worst people in the world. We are the absolute worst. People come to us and they always will go home sore. If you are identifying weaknesses, typically it's a weakness because it's not being used, not being strong enough and hasn't been exposed to intensities, appropriate intensities, either once or ever. Our job is to identify them and then put them in those uncomfortable situations. So on some level, they're always kind of feeling a less than a hundred percent. And in civilian yeah. life, there's nothing to taper for You're It's a, <laughs> uh, a forever process. It is a forever process and you don't taper in life. <laughs> you cannot taper your life. So, there are yeah. times that you need to deload, as we know, um, to help with the growth and, and improvement. Uh, but when civilian life, it's just feel better. And I'll use a physical therapy reference. We just want to move around the house without hurting. We want to get up out of our chair without hurting. We want to get in and out of our car without having to slowly get in and struggle to get out. Um, and that's the yeah. goal. That's it. My wife hurt her back the other day sneezing um, after <laughs> after like a few days before that, pulling some really impressive deadlift numbers that she was so proud of. And then she was like scooching her, herself up in bed and sneezed and like, oh, back. Um, now, she recovered quickly. Let's be clear. It's not like she was dying or anything like that. But it would, you know, it's just funny how I, I think. We, we could, especially as, as, as people get older, adults, she she teaches. Um, so she's on her feet quite a bit during the day, but then she's also sitting a lot and grading and 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 whatnot. And it, it's so entertaining to me that where 
you know, that why is this healthy? You know, we're, we're getting up there a little bit. 44 year old woman um, sneezing and having back pain like this. There, there's there's something not not working right here. Um, so, Chris, I'm going to have to have you talk to her because me me trying to, you know, talk sense into it did not did not help anything. Um, you know, honey, maybe you shouldn't have pulled such a heavy deadlift. Maybe you did it. Uh, anyway, not a conversation that that's good, but I'll, I'll connect you to Um <laughs> Cause it just, it, it just really, you, you, you have to feel good. You, you, you know, you, you, you don't need the tar kicked out of you. Um, th- there's no, there's no you know, reason to, there's nothing to taper for. Um, and again, sometimes people have things in their life. They maybe they might run races or do things and they, they have these goals and, and which, which are sometimes nice, you know, external things to, you know, to train for. But if, if you're just going through like daily life and especially doing the first responder stuff, like, you know, it's, it's, you know, 24 on 48 off and 24 on 48 off. And then, you know, there's, there's your, there's your training right there. You just need to kind of keep it in there. If your highs are too high and your lows are too low, you know, we're going to, we're going to have issues. Let's keep moving through pillars here. What do you, you want to go sleep? You want to go nutrition? Sleep. Let's go sleep. Sleep. It's always the, the sexiest thing to talk about. Look, sleep. Always exciting. I'm going to combine these just for a second here. If that doesn't work well, whatever we do in the gym is useless. Yeah, I'm in. I told all my athletes, Division One professional athletes, if you don't do this, what we're doing here for an hour a day, is is useless. And giving them the ratio of how many times or how many hours do you train every single day? One hour in the gym for athletes in the collegiate level or professional level, maybe you've got another three hours, so four hours in the day. That's twenty other hours you've got in your life to do something with. Yeah. Five times more, right? So is training the most important <laughs> thing? Clearly, it's just part of the puzzle. Yeah. So sleep. A uh, lot, lot, lot to unpack. I'm not going to, I'm going to save that for the experts. I am no expert in sleep. That is for sure. But we all have an idea of how important sleep is, whether it's eight to six hours. Um, it's whatever you can do the best of. So as an athlete or as a person that was coaching athletes, the most I ever get is six hours. It's just, I operate very well off of six. So I know that realistically, I'm not going to get eight hours. This is not going to happen. So I need to make that six hours efficient. And so looking at different options besides supplementation, of course, which being a, in the physiology world, knowing that unless you're uh, lacking something, supplements are a waste of money. Um, and you only mm-hmm. know if you're lacking, not based on your assumptions or what your dentist told you. Uh, but if you have a proper blood test, which is another conversation. Um, but sleep, I think the temperature at which you sleep in is a huge indicator of getting into your circadian rhythm and that REM sleep and that deep sleep. And at different times. So looking into that, we just ended up deciding to partner with Sleep Me. Uh, and it's been fantastic. It's got a sleep tracker, uh, so it can tell you movement. It has an AI, which allows you to, but it allows it to self-adjust after it gets to learn your body's natural circadian rhythm and the correct temperature it should be in given uh, REM versus deep sleep uh, with those changes in degrees a few a little bit lower there. Um, 
cool off. So it's, it's definitely a lot cooler than most people believe. Uh, it also measures the ambient yeah. temperature, the, so the temperature in the room. Um, so it makes up for that as well. And I'll tell you what, six hours, right as rain. Uh, more mm-hmm. often than not, and I have aura as well. So I compare, I'm very much a tip of the iceberg biohacker there. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I compare it, compare it all the time. Um, yeah. But I wake up feeling fresh and my wife hates it because <laughs> she likes to get her sleep yeah. and now she has it. And uh, another thing is she, and this has a lot to do with the temperature. If you're too warm, your body actually turns over looking for the cool spots to get into your circadian rhythm. Mm-hmm. So because of that, allowing her to have the a dual zone version of the sleep me mat gets her body in the correct temperature for what she needs. And there's been quite a lot uh, less tossing and turning. So it's a little more restful for her. Yeah. So walk through. So sleep me for people that don't know. This is because I have the I have the Uler. Is, it, is, it, yes. is that the same thing? It's not, there's, no, there's no AI tech. But nope, it's, it's I have a, the Doc it's a mattress Pro. cover. So they have different levels. Yes, correct. Uh, different levels right. of what you can get. You can either set it yourself, which I believe you have, the Uler. So it, uh, you yep. can set your own temperature. Mm-hmm. And you have Aura as well. So you can kind of make a little more educated guesses on which temperature works best for your body. Um, still probably mm-hmm. cooler than you expected. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I really jack it as far down as I possibly can. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, if I, I don't know if that's the last thing, but that it... yeah, the research is I think is around sixty-eight oh, degrees. Yeah, yeah. So pretty cool. Yeah, I'm probably huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so 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 with, so with this, if people don't have have a sleep me or something like that, you you can easily like let's be clear, it's you know it's cold outside right now. Um, you know we could we could save money you know, by turning down the heat at night. And instead of having that house set at, at, at 72, I mean, you, you just said, Hey, that, that, that 68 is, 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 is a nice number. Um, I, I bet. And we set our house at 65 at night. Mm-hmm. Um, and then really I, I Uller off of that too. And, but and, and then obviously you have blankets and stuff like that. So you, you can, you can probably get pretty close to that, that 68 number. Um, in the way of people, Try. If, I mean, if if they don't have you know an aura ring, or if they don't have you know sleep me thing or something like that, in the way of people trying to identify, um, and you mentioned blood test earlier, so I'm, I, I don't know which way to go here. In the way of people trying to identify, because I don't think people know, especially adults. You have kids, you know, you jobs, stresses, da da da. You're you know, there was a time where I didn't wake up at two o'clock in the morning, which to pee, and now I wake up every morning, you know, night, and which to pee. I'm just making this up. I don't do that, but like, what? What, what do you recommend for people like some I, th- I think people don't know what they don't know and they don't know that they're getting bad sleep because they don't know that they're getting back bad sleep what's what's step one here for the average person safe or, or first responder here trying to identify oh you know in, instead of just waking up be like oh I don't feel good just drink, drink more coffee what do you recommend for people to really identify if their sleep is good or if their sleep is crap I think knowing their own body being consistent uh if Doing something and doing self-experimentation on yourself and doing at least for a week doing this exact same thing. That way, if you make a change to uh, your sleep patterns, whether it's the same time you go to bed, same time waking up, regardless, 
Uh, I know there's a lot of uh, intricacies there where if you have kids, don't have, you know, all of that stuff. And we're not going to go into all of that. That's a whole other probably year of podcasting in itself. Um, <laughs> kids throw uh, it all off, man. They make uh, it hard. Yeah. You, you always have a plan What's the, the famous quote by Mike Tyson, right? Um, <laughs> I, I think it's important to understand the, how, how, how are you feeling? How are you feeling in the morning? Did you wake up groggy? Now, there's a lot of reasons why you would wake up groggy. Uh, you ate too late. You drank some kind of alcohol, which I'm not uh, advocating against because, well, it's fine. It's your life. Um, you know, but it could be a reason when you're trying to figure this out that maybe you woke up in a different way. Uh, honestly, I think the most important part is consistency, as always. Consistency is king. Go to bed, commit to going to bed at the same time every night. Commit to going, uh, waking up at the same time every day, regardless of the day of the week. Um, and remembering that uh, getting better sleep someday is not a day of the week. Someday is not a day of the week. So you got to start on one of the other ones. Um, yeah. And then you can kind of tailor everything you, you need to from there. I mean, I think changing your sleep on the weekend is the number one factor of grogginess on why everybody has a case of the Mondays. You, you went no. to bed later and you, and you woke up later. Your circadian rhythm, your time, your, your internal clock is now completely off of its rhythm. And it doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Chris, I am. Um, two, two Thursdays ago, I was talking to my kids wrestle. I did not wrestle. I should have wrestled because when you're five foot ten ish and not that good at basketball and you have aspirations to be better at basketball, it just didn't work out. I should have wrestled. Um, so my, my kids wrestle. They're 11 and eight. And, and you know, they the wrestling coaches know what I do and, and whatnot. They're like, hey, you should coach. I'm like, guys, I don't I barely know what a, you know, a, a high crotch is like. What are we? What, I, uh, they're like, yeah, but you're happy and you can help, you know, organize kids and, you know, give them high fives. I'm like, OK, whatever. My, my I talk to my kids I'm like, do you guys want me to coach? They're like, yeah, it'd be fun. Um, so I sat down. I'm like, well, what does it take? They're like, you just have to get on the USAW website, take the bronze level coaching, blah, 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 blah. Just some videos and then some stupid questions and, you know, blah, blah. And so like, but I had to have it done that Thursday night to get it into the school by um, Friday morning in order for me to coach at, at the meet on that Sunday. So I'm like, Oh, okay, well, this is great. So I went downstairs and, you know, kids are in bed, wife's in bed about nine o'clock. I just put the you know laptop on, on my lap, you know, you know, laid back in the couch. I'm like, I'll just watch these stupid videos. We'll, we'll get through this. Well, these are videos that you can't fast forward through. These are videos that like you have to, it, if it says 52 minutes, you're watching every second of the 52 minutes in which, to, and then answering some of the most ridiculous questions you've ever heard in your entire life um, about what to not to do with children. It just, it's, it's really weird that this is a standard here, but anywho, I went to bed after two, after, you know, finally passing this test that just took forever. And, um, Woke up the next day, had stuff to do at the gym. We were getting uh, turf put in here. So I had to move a bunch of black mats out of the way and just like haul them into, you know, like a hundred, I don't know, whatever, probably a hundred feet down the hallway, which to get them on a pallet jack and then move them out the way and animal retard. Long story short, off of like three hours of crappy sleep, 
Saturday woke up, felt absolutely terrible, and Sunday was even worse. And I just like sick and disgusting and blah, 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 blah. Missed the meet that I worked so hard <laughs> to get that certification for. And then basically was dead most of, you know, most of last week. So like one stupid night of sleep by me thinking that I'm 22 again and can, you know, stay up and, oh, I'll get this done and blah, 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 blah. Doing, it, it, I'm amazed with how it, it, it screwed up. My, my entire week, my entire week, my weekend, my week was so stupid. I was so mad. Um, I'm amazed. You, you mentioned earlier, sorry, that's my, my soapbox there. I have fallen in love with this little aura ring and, and just the background you mentioned about like eating late. There are so many days where I, I'll, I'll finish at the gym at, you know, seven, eight o'clock at night. I, I want to have eaten dinner earlier. I, I have it. It's sitting right over here, <laughs> but like it will just sit there because I get busy and blah, 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 blah. And I'll get home and I'll even eat something healthy. Like I'll get home, I'll eat well, go to bed, but it will, it will mess with my sleep, circadian rhythm, specifically my deep sleep, because I, you know, and I, now I have proof, you know, through, through the ring that like, Hey, Adam's deep sleep, instead of normally being that hour and 15 minutes, hour 30 minutes is down to like 32 minutes because Adam was digesting for too much of the night. And, you know, and it's tough because like you, you, you need to eat, you need some sustenance, you know, hit my macros, you know, da-da. but like, Holy cow, now it just messed up my, my sleep. And now it just messed up my next day because now my sleep was off and now it throws things off. Chris, I have no question here. I'm just complaining about how big of a deal sleep is, especially as you get older. And I think we take it for granted. Um, but man, if you if you were to recommend something, like I didn't realize it until I started tracking it. Um, if you were to recommend a, a low barrier of entry for, for people to really get good insight on tracking their sleep, would you recommend Aura? Do you recommend they go somewhere else? What, do you, what are your thoughts? I 100% recommend Aura. I think it's okay. as of right now, Whoop did a really nice job with their 4.0 band of being more valid and reliable. It's like some of the measurements before, okay. which I mean, it's all in the research were not enough, especially for HRV. Um, but mm -hmm. Aura has consistently been at the top of the validity reliability train there. Um, kind of been a driver yeah. of that. And it's obviously non-invasive. You can see it on, you know, our fingers, uh, you could pick your fingers and they send you a sizing kit and all of that. Now I'm not an affiliate with them. I feel like yeah. I should be after this, but uh, I think <laughs> it's one of the, the less expensive, but better feedback that you're going to get when it comes to types of sleep, how much of it, how much you're moving um, and all that on your phone, which you look at constantly every day. Yeah. But also Adam, I, I found it to be eerily, all of those oh, no, things that you're talking about, this, the soapbox that, that it's easy to see and maybe would allow for some empathy for our first responders, given that you don't have the same work schedule as they do. Uh, you're a business owner. Yeah. So as we both know, those hours are quite a bit different than being a business worker an employee yes, as it were. They are. <laughs> um, and with kids, your hours are not your own. But uh, having <laughs> understanding how that snowball turns into an avalanche with our first responder community, especially police officers, um, it's uh, it's hard to say if we can't 
if it's hard for us to do it and we don't have the same style of responsibilities and there's intensity of responsibilities they have, um, it's, yeah. uh, makes it, it's just, it's not very, uh, understandable to have complaints when ourselves can't yeah. do it. Yeah. What do you notice within, I'm going slightly off topic here, but the, what do you notice within, I mean, everybody's always talking in 2023 here, the, the, you know, the mental health side of things to be a first responder. Um, I, I have a cousin who's a cop down in the, you know, Peoria, central Illinois area. Um, not the nicest part of the state. Um, and he, he's been a cop for 20 some years and he's blown his ACL twice, uh, uh, sitting in a car, running, chasing somebody, hopping fence, ACL, um, twice and a few years older than I am. And it just, it, it, he's, he's such a good guy, but some of the stuff you know, some of the stories he's told me, some of the stuff that they see, like, man, that would, that would weigh on anybody in, in, a, in, yeah. And then, then you couple that with, you know, the lack of nutrition, the not optimal sleep the hit or miss with the training piece of things. Like I, I see it even being, uh, you know, e even I see it being bad. <laughs> um, where, where do you see your, your company, your support with the training, with the sleep, with the nutrition piece, helping and supporting these first responders when it comes to, you know, anything connected with the, with the mental health, assuming, or, or just n knowing and understanding the, absolute horrors that they can see on a day in and day out basis. If we can just give them, you know, a half percent better in that training, whether it's just to choose to train, uh, or to yeah. sleep, go to bed 10 minutes earlier, or if it's to eat one meal a day better, uh, versus the whole week or stringing them together, that'll be eventual and they do that consistently, their mental health will improve exponentially just by the consistent nature of what they're starting to do. It is definitely not the whole part of the puzzle because nothing is, it's like preparing for war. Unless you've yeah. actually experienced the, the battle, whether it be on our home soil or foreign soil, there's nothing that can be the same there is not a level of understanding that we as outsiders can have. It can only be empathy. So having that basic understanding and knowing that, let's say a police officer has a thousand touch points a day, being just conservative. Most civilians <laughs> have one, maybe one touch point with a police or first responder. It's kind of a interesting ratio whereas yeah this person doesn't know who who we are is just as big of a threat to us um we are as to them so and they've probably done this 10 other times at the very minimum that day and who knows what those yeah. encounters involved so just having some more empathy to those types of situations and the possibility of their life being the way it is um, will help them as well. 
And so I know that if we can impact our first responders, our first responders impact each of our communities. So what a what an impact yeah. and reach that we can have on our own community uh, and the people that serve us and our community every single day. We have um, Coach Hannah with us, and uh, she is she's our director of of first responder training, along with the director of of our general adult stuff. Um, and really, that is her philosophy right there. Like she she loves training first responders. She has so much passion for first responders training. Um, really just because of what you said right there like the what it does um and and the the domino like impact on the community can be huge should be huge um because if you have you know happy healthy strong first responders you know moving around your community supporting your community oh my gosh the com community is just that much better um something i want to pull out of what you just said there and it, i it's just hey if you going to bed 10 minutes earlier can do blah 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 and it's so easy for, for, for people to sit in bed and have their phone and just, Oh, I, I just, you know, and I, I know I've said this, I know my wife says it, I, I just need to decompress and she'll watch, you know, stupid little things on, you know, on Facebook and, you know, cute little kitty videos and blah, 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 and, and nothing of, of, of actual worth. And sometimes I get it. You need, you need that decompression piece, but man, if you can do 10 minutes go to bed 10 minutes earlier every night that's 70 minutes a week you know that's over an hour you know that's four plus hours on the month that's you know 50 plus hours on the year i mean that adds up and it's such a little thing it's such a little oh it's only and i i play this game with myself you know i get in bed and be like oh it's only 9 30 good for me du, 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 you know just and all of a sudden 9 30 turns into 9 55 and i'm like oh crap i just I just lost out on a half hour of sleep. Um, and I wish I could say because it was a great conversation with my wife and I, but no, we're we're both kind of zoning out and in and whatnot. And that and that just be a, a, a total waste. But no, I, I just wanna I just wanna hit on that because you said, hey, 10 minutes more sleep, that can be huge. 10 minutes of sleep, 15 minutes of sleep, one meal, um, you know, whatever it is, that, that can be the compounding effect can be absolutely massive yeah i think uh speaking again no question there chris that's just me bs no, right i there. love the math on that uh, it's exactly how i break it down to the athletes it's like just do 10 10 minutes and that's an hour extra a week i mean what would you do with an hour extra sleep uh at some point during the week that's that's fantastic and breaking it down for strength coaches and just exercise selection think of a, a turkish get up with a kettlebell people would just want to yeah. do a lot of volume with it typically I've spoken to this a, a while ago, but just do one, but for a minute straight. Try to do one movement, one rep, 30 seconds on the way up, 30 seconds on the way down. And you will yeah. expose quite a bit of weakness in all of the planes that are there, as well as your stability. And of course, some small amount of endurance there. Yeah. One. Dude, I love that. I love the Turkish getup. I, if I could program them every day for our adults, I, that's I a volleyball would. thing for um, us. That's be part of my, I created daily oh. three. Oh gosh. Um, we did uh, another one at LSU with some different equipment, but if, if you didn't, we had, uh, our daily three was three. As soon as they came into the room, they didn't have their phones, but they, they knew exactly what they needed to do. It's, it's a, a three by three Turkish get up each side, 10 push ups, and an active hang. Uh, and it's three rounds. So daily three by three, three exercises, three rounds. 
and in in threes, so to speak, thirty seconds, you know, thirty reps, those kind of things. That's perfect. That is perfect. I love the Turkish getup. Oh, we're gonna do. You just inspired me to put in more Turkish getups into our athlete stuff. Because sometimes it's so hard to coach. It's just like, oh my gosh, like, come on, child, just put your arm up and get up. Like, it just, um, but like, if you really break it down and you go slow and whatnot, holy cow. Um, Chris is awesome. I, we're, we're going longer than I anticipate here. What do you wish I would have asked you that I didn't ask you? what I miss? Well, we missed the nutrition piece, but I think there's a lot of parallels with sleep and nutrition. Yeah. I think uh, there's not one without no. the other. Poor sleep affects your nutrition and your metabolism and et cetera, et cetera. Poor nutrition affects yeah. your sleep and they just go back and forth. I think, like I said mm -hmm. uh, earlier, uh, when we were talking without these two things, nutrition and sleep, the training has a nil effect. It can even be left out, yeah. be a la carte, just do those two things and you're going to be better than you were. If you do training, yeah. Only you're not necessarily going to be better than you were. You actually may be worse. Uh, yeah. So I think the nutrition piece uh, is a piece that's definitely at the at the very minimum worth noting. And like all of these three pillars, yeah. uh, there it's worth doing the best you can with what you have, but also being yeah. prepared. I don't know the philosophizer that said. Uh, uh, make sure be pre uh, if you don't prepare, prepare to fail. So yeah. it's, it's, it's exactly right. It's exactly right. It's one of those things like at our house with kids, it's an easy one. We're, we're very into that. If you have it at your house, then it's available. So that means yeah. it can be eaten. <laughs> so cookies, you know, those types of things, if it's there and you don't have anything else prepared, man, for easiest thing to go to. Yeah. Um, I know Z bars yeah. are a big thing. We call them because my, when my kids were younger at LSU, they had Z bars for the athletes, which were, which are great, but they're, they're essentially candy bars. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and no bars. Those are the cliff bars, huh? right? They're made yeah, those cliff, cliff, cliff right? Z bars. They... Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're supposed to be yeah. for kids, but, uh, they're marketed towards kids at the very yeah, minimum. Yeah. I don't know who they're supposed to be for, but honestly, for athletes, they're they're fine. I mean, especially pre-competition, post-competition. I mean, your body's kind of ready for ingesting those mm -hmm. types of uh, macronutrients. So um, I, try, I always think about operating what's good, better, and what's best. If you don't have what's best, mm -hmm. pick something that's better. Yeah. And I think when nutrition realizing that you're not going to starve and typically in the United States, you're not going to starve. I'm going to overgeneralize that and telling yourself that when you're hungry, that if you waited another hour, yeah. you're going to be fine and you're not going to die. Yeah. And it will be worth it because you will mentally now be very upset at yourself that you actually did that and didn't stick to whatever you said you were going to do. Um, yeah. so it's a big part of it. There's a, um, precision nutrition has a, um, infographic. Um, I think you can probably search precision nutrition, infographic, good, better, best, or something like that. And it is one of the best things I've ever seen in the way of like, Hey, here are sources of protein and vegetables and fruits and blah, blah, blah. And he, here, here are the best, here are the 
best options you get the, the grass fed the the wild caught the da, 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 like the organic da, 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 da. here's here here's better here's better a little, a little less a little more processed da, da, da. He, here's here's good it's it's not the greatest stuff in the world but it's 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 not bad and the goal the goal is to like just just get some from the green sometimes like get, get some from the best not all the time not all the time sometimes you have to go you know go go down to good and good's fine good's fine. I, I had a volleyball athlete come up and tell me we were talking nutrition stuff like adam i had oh my gosh something something got it i had three cookies yesterday I'm like well maddie you, you did come here and you did you did lift weights for an hour and then you did go to the volleyball court and you, you did have two hours of practice um so you only had three hours of very focused physical activity and you had three cookies I think you're going to be okay. You know, I think <laughs> we're, we're, we're probably okay. D d I'm glad it wasn't 30 cookies, you know, but I, you know, a hard charging athlete e e having some sugar before some is, is not going to end anything. Um, but no, I, I love that good, better, best thing. I think that is, I, I think that is fantastic. Yeah, I like to play with my uh, clients or athletes. It's like, well, if they were oatmeal cookies with raisins, you made a very poor choice. If they're regular, then I think you're fine. <laughs> we always, I try to go that route. But the raisins, fiber. <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. Chris, what, anything else we missed? I'm glad you brought me back to the nutrition thing. I, we were talking about it all the whole time here, the whole show. I almost left oh, it Oh, yeah. I, like I said, very important um, piece of that. But, uh, I don't think so. I think what'd you miss, Adam? What'd you miss? What else, Coach? Know. What you got, man? I I was well. I I think it's funny because Chris, this is the first time we we, we mm -hmm. talked over the phone, you know, months ago, um, in regard to some some Sparta science stuff. Uh, you during this time have moved moved states. I didn't even know you were in California. Um, and, and literally, I think it's amazing and awesome how much we align on so much of this because there, there's not you know you've said stuff and i'm trying to think of things you know as a good podcast host here like what what can i add what can, what can i ask him what can i push him on and there's like there's nothing that you're saying that's like argumentable like it's all just common sense and like you know you know helping people you know get to the best possible spot you know spot that they are and um you know, we, it would be awesome if we lived in these ivory towers and everybody got, you know, nine and a half hours of sleep every night and ate perfect food and, and had as little st stress as humanly possible. And we could all put them on this amazing, perfect training program to get everybody, you know, jacked and tan. But we're, you know, there's life and there's there's all these other things. And then you throw in, you know, trying to train first responders and it's, you know, and, and really training regular adults in the same breath. It is hard. It is, it is crazy hard. Everybody's different. Everybody's at a different stage in life. And I don't know. I, I, I feel, I, I think it's fun that we've been on here, this, this call for whatever, 40, 50 ish minutes. And like, I don't know, there's nothing I disagree with you on. I'm trying to think of how can I challenge you? What can I dig on? I don't have anything. <laughs> I think one thing I like to think of is like, this is a lot to digest. Uh, all, all of the puns intended on that one. Um, it's a lot to digest and also understanding to be excellent at something, not perfect, but to be excellent at something, you are out of balance. It is that, that is the definition of, of being out of balance is being excellent at something because of how focused it is and realizing yeah. that that's okay. I have focused so hard on 
x goal that y and z are lacking. It's okay. Yeah. And having that basic understanding that that is exactly how your training, that's exactly how your sleep and nutrition are both, are all three going to be at some point. And not one of them is going to be connected at an equal at any time is important to remember. It is very much like a marriage. You and your significant other is 100% and 100% in the relationship. It is not 50-50. It's just not that way. And you're not going to last if it is 50-50. Because inevitably, someone is going to come home tired and you need to take on that. If they're at 50, you need to take on that 50%. And it's out of balance and it's not fair. And all the other uh, words that can go along with that, it's just not. And then there's other times where your significant other will be helping you and taking it's just this it's just give and take when it's constantly once again searching for excellence in a marriage in a relationship with yourself relationship with your food training all of that kind of stuff it will be out of balance and and being okay with that will help you improve and accept that the one the one meal that you chose is better than what you've done in the past and you've made an improvement in recognizing it um we're very much visual learners, the majority of people. So having a calendar um, and marking off when you just did that one thing and say, I did it. And then mm -hmm. being able to go back, look at November month, how many days in a row were you able to string together? And it does things both ways. Yes, I accomplished this thing or makes you realize how often you chose the other option. Um, yeah. So it just keeps yourself accountable. Yeah. No, I, I, that's, are you precision nutrition? Are you familiar? Yeah. I, I got into it a, ooh, 10 years ago now. I have, I still have the books or somewhere yeah. in my giant library yeah. of books. Yeah. Well, I mean, everything that you're saying, just it, it I, I, I found their stuff when I initially read it to be like, this is just too, e like too boring, too easy. You're just, you're telling me find a habit for like two to four weeks and just, just do that one thing over and over. Like, no, we're, people are going to get bored and they're going to fall off that way. Da, da, da. And just, you know, and really off of what we're just saying there, Hey, get 10 more minutes of sleep a night. Can you, can you do that? Can you check that off for 14 consecutive days? Cause if you do, I almost will guarantee you, you'll do it on the 15th day. And then you'll do it on the 16th day. And, and I have a, have a whole new appreciation for the, you know, just building those, those, those small habits over time. I don't care if it's training or sleep or, or the nutrition piece and, and just how smart and safe, you know, those things are. And that's the thing that will actually, you know, produce results long-term. It's not this wild squirrely training program, which might be the greatest training program of all time. But if you can't do it, if you can't execute it, you know, the way it's intended, it's, it, it's not going to get the results that you, that you want. And I don't know, I've just had a greater appreciation where I, I, don't know, I, I found it the other day and going, Oh my gosh, it's, it's been a while. And, but how it, it's, it, it's less about the nutrition, less about the sleep, less about the, the training, more about, are you able to do these things? And, and how can you make yourself that 1% right. better? And if you can, 1% over years on years on years on years on years turns into lots of percents and turns into a very healthy, you know, happy human versus, you know, I get 50% better, but then I come 50% down and, you know, just yo-yo my life. I think people away. 
understand this concept. It's the yeah. how to implement that concept is always the hardest part. And that's where, you know, having a coach comes in. And uh, I don't believe it was Angela Duckworth that said this is another researcher. So I'm definitely not taking credit for it. Um, but one thing is you make decisions within the first three seconds that you have it available to you and it needs to be made. So for example, you're hitting your alarm multiple times, which a lot of people are guilty of instead of just getting up and going. Uh, Jocko is very famous about his, uh, Jocko Wilnick is famous for his 4am, you know, work deals there, but uh, it's the internal decision to just do it. And you've got about three seconds. Otherwise your yeah. mind will ultimately fight you. Um, and realizing that it's, it's an, as Simon Sinek says, uh, life is, is, is infinite. It's not a finite game. It's, it's infinite. And so just because you are able to be in a good habit, it's a, and get to that 10 minutes every day. It's a decision you still have to make every day. It's not something you just forget to make or no longer have to think about making. You must make that decision every single day. Uh, an easy example for me personally is I used to be very overweight when I was in high school and things like that. Today, I'm almost, I'm 38. Uh, and I still fight and make those decisions every single day. I mean, it's, it's easy. I'm, I have adult money, right? I can go get whatever yeah. I want as far as sweet foods or, you know, those treats, whatever, at any time for the most part. Mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes you still do have those. I mean, you just have those cravings. I mean, the dopamine kick is amazing. Um, but Absolutely. it's still a decision I have to make and say, what do I want more? Do I want to be healthy and have abs or whatever it is? Or do I want this donut right now? Uh, are you trading what you want now for what you want later or for what you want later for what you want now? I mean, most people would probably answer, yes, I'm going to trade what I want later for what yeah. I want now. And then they, everybody gets upset that they don't have that thing, but they're constantly making decisions about trading, trading what they really want for what's in front of them. Yeah. Fun. Chris, I, I, yeah, no, I, I, I love that right there. I do love the three second thing. That is, yeah, that is, that, that's so accurate. I, I, you know, you know, alarm goes off and if you hem and haw in bed, man, it's really easy to hit snooze. But if you just get up and go, once you're up, you're up, you know, holy cow. Chris, if people want to find out more about you, what you're doing and whatnot, where do they go? You can go to a couple different places. Uh, www.code8, the number eight, training.com is a great place to just stay uh, slightly updated with what Code 8's doing. Um, you can get in contact with us. Um, I do a I've done a daily quote every day for about 12 years. Um, and so my Instagram, uh, not Instagram necessarily, but Twitter, uh, our Facebook page as well, um, that's posted there every single day. So if you're in for a, just a daily piece of inspiration, which I honestly, I do not schedule. I, uh, I, I look every day what's going on in my life and whatever resonates with me, I will copy and post on there uh, for people. So it's more about delivering information um, and maybe some little morning motivation if that's when they're looking at it. But uh, coach.c.white is the Instagram handle, uh, Twitter handle, 
should be all the same. I get those little quotes via LinkedIn. Too. Yeah, LinkedIn's <laughs> another one. Uh, I I do use a third party to yep. do multiple at one time, but the uh, the quote is a daily thing that I I just really enjoy. It's kind of how I start my day with. Uh, I just wake up and kind of part of my meditation in the morning. Yeah, no, I, I really enjoy the the quote. I I, I I don't know. My phone sends me the LinkedIn updates of different things. Um, I, I appreciate LinkedIn a little bit more than I do the, the other things because I, I, I like it a little bit more businessy. But then, yeah, I just get the, you know, your notification, you know, Chris White is posted, blah, 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 blah. And it, it, I, I really like them. I, it's that, that little bit of, you know, that little bit of inspiration. And yeah, I think it's fantastic. Chris, I love what you guys, I love what you're doing. Um, I love that it is for first responders. Um, Hannah will love this podcast because, again, the, the love that she has for helping the you know the first responders in the community to make a community better um is is such a big passion of hers and it, honestly it's been, become a passion of our our business just because if we're able to help the community be better through these first responders that just see just awful crap day in and day out and can manage it better and can help manage the community better um just makes you know us better and the community better and you know and and it's fantastic so um Dude, I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much. Thank you, Adam. I appreciate it. It's been great. There we go. Audience, thanks for listening. We'll put in all the links in the description of everything here. And um, yeah, if you have any questions, Chris, you're the man. I really appreciate your time. Keep doing what you're doing, bud. Keep fighting the good fight. Yeah, same to you, brother. Awesome, bud. Thank you so much. Listeners, thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next one. That's all we have for you today. If you have any questions or want to chat or interested in seeing what we're up to in between episodes, head over to Instagram and Facebook and follow at Oakstrength. Also, check us out at oakstrength.com. If you like this episode, please share it with someone who wants to live happy, healthy, and strong. If you really liked it, subscribe and review the Happy Healthy Strong podcast on iTunes or Spotify. Be sure to tune back in next week and remember to keep owning your health.